Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May 26, 2023. Today on the Ether, Neptune Finance, the new money market launching on Terra, hosted by Rebel DeFi with Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Man, sorry guys. I am absolutely getting rugged by Twitter. I was speaking that I thought did a really nice introduction there and saw that my mic was off. I would I'll honestly swear that I did unmute. Um, MB, did you catch any of that introduction? Hey, Rebel. No, actually, um, <laughs> miss you completely. Oh well, it was it, it was a good practice run then. I, I was basically that's unfortunate. Hey, Keegan. Yeah. Um. Welcome, welcome. It's Rebel DeFi on the Orbital Command account here this evening. We've got Neptune Finance, who are going to be talking to about their upcoming. Um, launch as well as the a discussion of their governance proposal where they're asking for their audit money to be or audit cost to be reimbursed there used to be a program where tfl would cover these costs and like some of us experience on twitter spaces getting rugged it, there seems to be a sort of vibe that some projects feel that they were kind of rugged by tfl um, the, the promise of getting audits covered was literally just taken away like that. So projects are now going to the community pool or coming to the community, asking for community pool funding, which I think the majority of, of the community think for legit projects is, is entirely justified. Um, yeah, it is 10.05 p.m. in the UK with me. MB, what time is it with you, sir? Yeah, we're just a bit after 7 a.m. over here, Rebel. Right, well, I'm most definitely off the coffee because I'll be going to bed within a few hours. But I presume, have you had a cup yet? Yes, in full swing, coffee in hand. Thanks very much. Absolutely, on the ball. Um, Keegan is over in Canada, so it's been a bit of an issue to schedule this space, but this seems to be the best slot for us. What time is it with you, Keegan? It's currently 2 p.m. on a very lovely and sunny afternoon. See, Northern Hemisphere, the place to be. We had a brilliant day in Scotland today. Absolutely fantastic. We have, we have an expression called taps aft, which is the Scottish vernacular for it's a very nice day. Men can walk about with no T-shirt on. So there was people in my village walking around taps aft, which doesn't happen all that much in Scotland. So yeah, let's kick this thing off. We've got a hard stop on this space at the top of the next hour. There doesn't appear to be a huge audience in, but hopefully we'll get a nice recording. So people listening back on Terra Spaces recording will be able to learn more about Neptune Finance. 
MB, do you want to kick it off? Or are you happy with me to lead things out? Yeah, go for it, Rebel, no problem. Yeah, you're sounding you're sounding a bit a bit tired. Um, Keegan, so um, MB and myself both had the pleasure of testing out the Neptune beta. Um, would you like to refresh people's memory? I mean, Neptune was one of these projects on the original Terra that was, I, I was particularly excited by it. I, I liked the way you guys were building. Um, not, well, I mean, obviously I don't know what was happening behind the scenes, but but as far as the users were concerned, you, you were, it felt like you were being quite cautious and rather didn't want to rush the product, which on one hand was like, we want to use this thing. But on the other, it was like, wow, these guys are really taking care with what they're building. And um, so, I mean, do you want to give us a quick sort of run through of what's happened to your team since the, the crash up till now? Would that be a good way to start? Yeah, sure thing. I can give you a good executive summary. I think uh, the last time we talked not too long ago, uh, I gave more of a detailed overview of how Neptune pivoted and what our DApp is uh, designed to do now. And like you said, we're taking the same approach. Uh, we're cautious in the way that we build. We take security and financial risk very seriously. Um, but we also like to build good products and not rush them to market. So the long story short was um, in a Terra Classic in the original blockchain, Neptune was designed to be a leverage investment platform. We were built on top of the anchor backend uh, and users could bring collateral to us and we would leverage it through Anchor and make an investment. And then we had some high level design where we would protect you from liquidation and compound all your investments. Uh, so all this uh, highly automated product, which made it like a one click solution for the user. And we were all ready and audited to go live on mainnet. And that was around the time that the, the ecosystem collapsed. That's when UST depegged. So it was very unfortunate timing, but at the same time, we were grateful that we didn't have to do any damage control. And that actually gave us a opportunity to kind of see where the flaws were in, you know, not only Terra and stable coins, but uh, in our own product and in money markets as well. And that's where we came up with our new design now, where we wanted to keep our leverage investment product and build a better money market to plug it into. So that's where we're at today. Neptune is now um, a highly advanced money market built for the Cosmos ecosystem, firstly launching on Terra. And our beta went live almost about two weeks ago now. Uh, like you guys said, we had some private testers before going public and we got some good feedback from them. And now that we're public, we're getting some really good engagement, uh, some really good feedback as well. Unfortunately, you know, some of the bugs that uh, users are facing at the DApp are coming from bugs in the station wallet. Um, so you know, we'll be working on integrating more wallets as we roll out and keep developing uh, and keep working with TFL to fix some of those bugs as well. Uh, so we're really happy to have users using the app and getting the feedback from them so we can take notes and start making improvements. So that's where we're at today. Awesome. Thank you very much for that quick run through. Um, I, I noticed a post today from Station with a really fancy video. I don't know if it's from Station or TFL, one of the two, 
um, it looks like some nice updates, or looks like a nice video anyway, about Station. Um, as I'm just looking at your site just now, um, beta.nept.finance, I can see that you've got Station Wallet, the Leap extension as well. Um, is that a new integration or have you always had Leap? Um, I don't believe we actually integrated Leap into the beta. Let me just check on my website because I don't think that should be a thing. That may be a phenomenon with your browser. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So we, we have Station and we have Wallet Connect available, but we will be integrating the other Cosmos wallets as well. Okay, I will some feedback live on Twitter spaces. I am using Chrome, I'm using a MacBook, and when I click Connect Wallet, it gives me the option of Station Leap. I, I don't have the, the Leap Terra Wallet. Oh no, I do have it installed. Oh, I wonder if I click. It, it seems, and then I click it, it seems to say, do I want to connect Leap to the website? I can approve that. Maybe, okay, maybe I can practice with that a bit later. But that kind of interesting. Um, so, I mean, with regards to launching a new money market on Terra now, um, do you have high hopes? I mean, I mean, it's fair to say that, and I, I think everyone in this room is aware of like an, a sort of general lack of liquidity in the ecosystem. But I'm just wondering what what your expectations are. Yeah, we've, um, you know, we, we watch the markets constantly and how Cosmos DeFi, you know, it, it develops at an extraordinary rate. And unfortunately, the liquidity doesn't keep up at the same rate. But, you know, that's a condition of current financial and crypto markets at the same time as well. Uh, but for us in particular, as a money market, it's something we, we look at constantly and in depth because, um, the tokens that we use as you know borrowing and lending assets and then more importantly collateral assets we have to consider the risks of using them in our money market and there are you know several significant risks uh, when considering these and we have a framework that we can plug a token into and see if it, it fits and if it's worth taking a, a risk on um, but the in terror specifically the the more significant problem is the um, the first party liquidity and that's and what I mean by that is how much liquidity there is in Terra and honestly right now there's not much but that you know sentiment goes around all of Cosmos at the same time so if you look at Ash report I think there's about between 10 to 12 million depending on the day in uh, liquidity on Terra most of that's in Luna based uh, assets there's some depth in stablecoin as well um, and we look at that and we consider you know, what assets we can use as collateral, but then we also look at the secondary markets. So we look at osmosis and what liquidity is there and what tokens have uh, volume. Uh, and when we consider these, the, the important aspect is if there is a liquidation event where collateral prices go down quickly and liquidators have to come in and start uh, liquidating bad debt, is there going to be enough liquidity in Cosmo markets to support this phenomenon? So if we're using a collateral that doesn't have a lot of depth in Terra, it's very likely that the liquidity will run out fast and then there will be no incentive 
for uh, liquidators to be able to make a liquidation and take a profit at the same time. So that for us right now is a, a real concern. But we're working with other teams. We're working with um, uh, DEXs and TFL, and you know we're in contact with Noble Chain, talking to them about when native USDC is coming out and everything. Uh, so we're we're still mapping out what is going to be you know the, the tokens that we have at launch, and then what tokens will follow. Great. So I mean, just looking at the beta just now, we've got USDC and Luna as the two assets that we can lend you, you were talking about um liquidation events how how is that handled on neptune so uh in the few lending markets that do exist in uh terra right now uh, adopted the queue system that anchor innovated and that's a system where you queue up liquidity and it sits idle and then if you know there is a bad debtor then that uh, liquidity is used to uh, liquidate their debt and seize their collateral. In our system, we opted not going for the queue system because the queue forces liquidity to sit idle for a while. Uh, and it's not very capital efficient. And everything we design about our market is about capital efficiency. So in our system, it's, it's a bidding system. It's a bidding, I'm sorry, not a bidding system. It's a, a race system. So liquidators, anyone running a bot can search for potentially bad debt. And then once that position does become bad debt, uh, they get to race each other to see if they can capture the liquidation event before the next person. And this is more ideal for a liquidator's capital because while they're not, while there's no liquidation available, uh, they can be using that capital to be performing arbitrage or yield farming or market making or any other activities. So it doesn't keep that uh, liquidity idle and it keeps it moving in the ecosystem. That's pretty interesting. Um, we actually have a member on the Orbital Command team who is quite adept at writing bots. So this, this may well be right up his street. Um, so, I mean, you were talking about the queue system that, say, Cavern has. So, like, just regular DeFi users like myself, I get, I can just leave some, I suppose, yeah, like you said, idle liquidity waiting on these liquidation events. I suppose that that's the downside in a sense that the liquidity is idle. But the sort of plus point would be that as a just a sort of a DeFi user, some might say a power user, certainly not power bags, but um, at least I can participate in those liquidations. It, it sounds like on Neptune, there's much more of like a technical background that's required. Is that fair to say? That's definitely fair to say. And that's definitely something we explored when we started designing this protocol. Uh, we're always in favor of the public being able to access these financial tools. I mean, that's the best aspect of DeFi in my eyes. Um, so we, we talked a lot with the Kuji team in the early days because they were the ones who innovated Orca. And we really like their design. They kind of made the anchor liquidation queue accessible. Um, but right now, you can kind of see uh, a bit of an issue developing with Orca. And uh, you know, Kuji introduced Ghost, which was their uh, lending platform. And if you go look at all the, the liquidation markets, um, there's just too many of them now. And the liquidations kind of stretch thin. And it still takes a lot of 
active management on the DeFi user to figure out where to place their liquidity and what's going, what collaterals are at risk and where they should be parking their assets and how often they should do it. Um, so for, you know, for that system, more importantly for our system, we want to see a next level of innovation where there is public access to say you're, you're running a bot and you're really good at it. There's definitely an opportunity for you there to um, make this bot more publicly accessible so that you can take on public funds to fund your actions of uh, liquidation and market making. And then you can share those profits around. So you have the better tech to be a better bot, uh, but you don't have the capital. Well, that's a business opportunity for you right there. I'm, I'm loving the sound of that. I mean, not that it's a business that I could necessarily get involved with, but I, I love the, the, the idea. Well, this is more than an idea, the, the, the reality that different products can, or different protocols can build upon each other. I suppose as Neptune was kind of building upon um, Anchor back in the day, but now you're sort of offering this kind of liquidation business idea, you're just throwing it out there saying, listen, you, why, why not someone go for this? Um, and I suppose when liquidity does come back into the ecosystem, that could be a really nice um, opportunity for some for some people. Exactly, and we're, we're trying to make that more accessible. So if you go into our documentations now, you can actually see our developer docs and what you can get access to and how you can create a liquidation bot. Um, but you know, in that same thread, you can also get access to uh, connecting to our lending pools. So we want Neptune to you know. Lending markets and exchanges are definitely the backbones to any financial experience. So we want Neptune to be this liquidity engine that fuels Terra and fuels Cosmos DeFi as well. So you know we want these B2B connections where people can start building into Neptune and we're happy to help you get started. Great stuff. I mean, one, one thing I appreciate about your site, and, and for anyone that's not been there yet, just to throw out the URL again, um, at the moment, beta.nept for Neptune. Um, I, I often make the mistake of typing in Neptune, the full word, not that, um, beta.nept.finance. Um, and then you have to change your wallet onto testnet and then you can go and play around. I, I mean, just looking at the site, I like or I really appreciate the simplicity, the, the cleanliness, the, the, the terror feel that it has. I'm assuming that was on purpose. But do you, do you want to talk a little bit about the design of the site? Definitely. Um, yeah, the, the terror experience is definitely one we held close to our heart. You know, when I first got into DeFi a little more seriously as a user, terror caught my attention because it was just so much easier to use and understand. It simplified the user interface. So in designing our front end, we went through more than a few iterations, uh, you know, testing it internally, playing around, getting feedback. So the, the design we're at now, we're pretty happy with. Uh, it's intuitive, and now we're adding more tool tips to make it easy, even easier to understand. But it was very important for us to make the user experience easy, while at the same time offering these user-rich features. It's kind of this middle ground of, hey, we've got some pretty advanced features. How do we make them easier to understand and use? And I think we're at a pretty good point for that right now. Cool. So then just looking at the borrow section, on the website there's five collaterals listed and um, the first three everyone i'm sure is very familiar with we've got atom luna usdc and then the next two are n luna 
and NUSDC. Would you be able to talk a little bit more about those two? Uh, sure thing. So when we were designing how uh, we want to enable collateral usage uh, in our lending market, we wanted to give the user more option. So if you go use you know, the most common one, uh, Aave, for borrowing and lending, uh, a lot of the time when you lend out, say, Ethereum, you, uh, and you want to borrow against it, um, or you want to use the Ethereum as collateral more specifically, you're forced to lend it out at the same time. So while you're using it as collateral, someone else is borrowing it, which makes money more efficient, but it also adds an additional risk to your collateral being used. It's a risk of solvency. So if there is ever you know, a, a, volatile, um, a volatile spike in the crypto markets, and there always is, then there's a chance that you won't be able to manage your collateral because there's not enough free liquidity in the Aave market. So when we considered our designs, it was like, we want to give the user the ability to use their Luna as collateral and to borrow against it. Additionally, additionally to be able to lend out their Luna and then be able to lend out their Luna and use that as collateral at the same time. So now the user has the option to say, I want to use Luna as collateral, but I'm a little scared of the, uh, the solvency risk. So I'm not going to lend it out at the same time. But if a user is saying, I'm going to lend out my Luna for a long time and I want to be able to borrow against it, we have given them that ability too. So that's what those end token collaterals are. Those end tokens are the receipt token for lent assets in the Neptune uh, lending market. It's very much the same as uh, AUST in Anchor when that was around. So an end token is just a representation of your share of the lending pool and it's an interest bearing token. So you can actually go lend out your Luna, it's gaining some interest, and then you can go use that as collateral to borrow against it. Okay. Um, would, how, how would that compare then to like a liquid staking version of Luna? Is, I mean, is N Luna an LST? Uh, N Luna is not an LST. I mean, it is yield bearing like LSTs, LSTs are but we will definitely be using LSDs. So one of the big opportunities we see, uh, especially in Terra, but you know, Cosmos DeFi as well, is uh, LSDs are definitely a favorable uh, collateral type because you're staking it and you're earning a yield against it. So your collateral is going up in value over time. Um, so to be able to use a collateral that goes up in value over time means it's kind of, it can be a, collateral that pays its own debt over time at the same time. So we've been looking at the Luna LSDs specifically and what exists. We're working closely with the uh, Eris team, with the AMP Luna um, and the Stride team as well. And the unfortunate part about LSDs in Terra is there's not a lot of liquidity for them in uh, the money markets and the DEXs, sorry. So when we consider which ones we would use, like the there's a high use of LSDs used as collateral in Terra. If you look at Capipol, if you look at Cavern Protocol, they're all using LSDs. And the potential risk of that is if there is a liquidation event, all these uh, money markets are using the same LSDs. They're all getting liquidated at the same time. And all of a sudden, there's not enough liquidity for a liquidator to be able to cash out 
their uh, their liquidations. And if a liquidator can't cash out, well, then they'll probably stop liquidating because now they've run out of capital to be able to liquidate. And the argument for that typically is, well, you can seize an LSD as um, someone's collateral, and then you can unstake it over that two to three week unbonding period. But the significant time delay in that unbonding period um, locks up in liquidity for that significant amount of time. So right now in the Terra ecosystem, the, the most favorable LSD is uh, Stride Luna because it's got a couple million dollars in the Astroport pools. So that gives a little more breathing room if there is a liquidation event. Um, but we definitely want to see other LSDs come into Terra and we want to start using them as well. So we're really looking at like uh, ST Osmo or um, ST Atom or any other LSDs we definitely want to enable them as collaterals because we can see this uh, chain effect that will happen is if Neptune starts enabling certain tokens as collateral, now you can start unlocking value against them because money markets enable this great value extraction in that, you know, I'm holding onto tokens and I'm doing it for a long term. I'm not going to sell them, but they're just sitting there. So if you can stake them and now you can borrow against them, you're unlocking value in the Cosmos ecosystem, which can now get used in other platforms. And that's the beauty to money markets in DeFi. So, I mean, just, just following on from that, you mentioned a few different um, projects on Terra, Cavern, Capapult. I mean, I think Edge is still a thing, although hardly any um, TVL at the moment. Yeah, Edge, Edge is definitely a... Um, a study case for us because you know they were doing well when terra was uh terra classic was still a thing before the second chain and they relaunched when uh, the new chain went live again um but the problem there is there's not sufficient liquidity for users to come in and without someone like a money maker uh, market maker coming in and placing liquidity in their system well then no activity can happen so in observing that, we know that if we want to launch correctly, we do need a certain amount of liquidity in our market in our markets at launch so that users can actually be able to use our markets. Because I think there's only a couple hundred dollars in Edge protocol right now. Yeah, it's, it's looking that way. So, so you, you frame the issue as you, you need to have some liquidity in Neptune so that other people are going to come in to use it. Like, do you have... And some whale friends that are going to come and deposit that initial liquidity. Yeah, part of our uh, rollout to mainnet is we're definitely getting better connected to potential market makers and whale friends and um, blockchain ecosystems. Um, you know, the teams behind them, community funds as well. We're looking at all the ways we can potentially seed and incentivize Neptune uh, to draw that liquidity in to make it more usable. Okay. Um that sounds interesting. Maybe you don't want to share that information quite at this stage, which I suppose is fair enough. No, um, yeah. But I mean, you, you did mention community pool funding there. So I suppose that's a nice segue into your proposal that's currently up. I think was it posted two days ago, maybe three days ago. Um, yeah, it was it's posted three days ago and it's getting good reception so far, which we are grateful for. And the appeal there is, is uh, I think you mentioned it in the introduction, TFL previously were offering 
audit reimbursements, um, which was a really good initiative. Like you, if you're launching a project on a blockchain, you really want that security uh, there in place. So to be able to have security audits reimbursed so that um, you can have this added safety for the users was a really good initiative, but uh, TFL didn't run that for very long. So like uh, a few projects before us, we're appealing to the community to have our audit reimbursed um, and that those funds will actually give us uh, a little extra room to, for our planning for our mainnet launch. That sounds pretty positive. Um, I can see that Orbital Command have already put their vote in. We voted in favour. Um, some Pokachu, Ghidorah, Capapult. Um, I saw PFC was in the room earlier. He's not voted yet. Um, talking of station, I don't know if it's a bug, a little glitch. I can see that Pro Nodes 75 is both in the abstain column as well as the yes column. So I'm not quite sure which way they went. Um, that might be an Interesting. issue. Um, I, I think it's something to do with maybe voting one way and it changing their vote, but then it somehow just leaves them in their initial vote. I will um, note that there is um, currently a bug with the station wallet. If you're trying to use a ledger on Chrome, uh, your wallet may freeze. So, it, which is unfortunate timing for our proposal to go live, but it just wanted to bring some awareness to that. Can you expand on that? Your wallet may freeze, like in what your funds are locked yeah. and never to be recovered or? No, no, it's not that. It's just the, uh, the Chrome extension, the station extension, you just may see a gray screen. So your funds aren't at risk. That's not a problem there. You just won't be able to interact with the uh, Chrome extension. Okay. And I mean, do you want to make a pitch for people to decide which way they're going to vote? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, personally, I did vote in our internal <laughs> vote in favor of this proposal. But um, I, I really encourage people on this call, um, validators as well, they, I, I don't really mind if people vote one way or the other. I do think it's important that we vote because it just doesn't make Terra. It's just another thing that's less attractive, I think, about any chain. Um, if if governance, if people aren't even bothered with governance, it's like, well, what what is the point of even getting it, trying to get excited about a chain if people don't care about their own chain? So, yeah, just go out yeah. and vote people. Yeah, let me give a pitch for it. Um, so. A yes vote on our proposal would definitely help us get to mainnet faster and safer. And Neptune getting to Terra mainnet is an opportunity to bring more users and uh, more activity and more tokens to the Terra ecosystem. Um, with Neptune, we'll be able to list collaterals and tokens for lending and borrowing. Uh, which enables more DeFi strategies in the Terra ecosystem. One we're excited about is if you look at the Cabin protocol right now, uh, you can get a about 12% yield on Axlar USDC. Well, if you can borrow that cheaply from Neptune, you can go loop that into Axlar, you know, that classic DDREN strategy that we all kind of used to love. So a yes vote for Neptune will definitely help us out and bring back some exciting DeFi experiences to the ecosystem. That, that was really interesting to me what you said about um, the, the, the Cavern option there. So. You, like I, I kind of thought, okay, Neptune, Cavern, they're in the same business. They're they're kind of competing. But do you see yourself as maybe sort of more 
sort of synergistically cooperating rather than being direct competitors? Oh, definitely. Any money markets in the um, in the Cosmos space that definitely have a synergy between us because there is an opportunity for arbitrage in the interest rates, uh, which just enables more market activity and more users, more money moving around, more gas paid on chains, uh, which is always good. Because if you consider like, you know, between us and Mars, um, if you can borrow USDC cheaper on Neptune, you're going to borrow it from us and then you're going to lend it on Mars at a higher rate. You know, the same thing that you would do on Cabin. And then, you know, that whole activity is you spend some gas on Terra, you spend some gas on Osmosis, you're moving money around, you're seeing IBC transactions. This is all good activity for DeFi ecosystems. Absolutely. And I mean, if, if anyone is going to be engaged in sort of sending money around IBC, there's a pretty cool platform you could consider using, TFM. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Definitely yeah. a good platform, but we're looking to be uh, integrating TFM into the Neptune DAP so that users can get a aggregated swap experience without having to leave the DAP. Sounds fantastic. I, I was on a space yesterday and B-Bands was there. She's in the audience just now. We were talking about shilling. Um, I think I was a little bit soft shilling there, B-Bands for TFM, not too not too hardcore. Um, and also something that B-Bands taught me as well was talking of the Nest. And I think I confused Keegan about the Nest as well. Um, I had no idea what the nest was when I first heard it, but apparently the nest is this bit up the top where we can share tweets. So I just shared the, the Neptune Finance tweet thread about their beta being live up in the nest. Um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought here, and I'm just. I'll, I'll, quickly... I'll jump in there, Rebel, and say, um, please follow Egan's um, comment before about cooperating. You know, the different uh, money markets cooperating. I think that's great. And something I didn't know exactly. But um, one thing that perhaps Keegan's too modest to, to point out is, is the difference between the other money markets like you know, Bolt and, and Cavern and Neptune Finance. And, and the thing that stood out for me is the fact that Neptune has built their money market up from the ground by themselves. It's, it's as I understand it, uh, one of the strongest development teams in Terra. Um, and I think that's also another good reason to consider supporting Neptune for their proposal. Yeah, I appreciate the, uh, the kind words. And that's true. We have built our money market from the ground up. We didn't clone any um, repositories doing this. We really you know, came back to the drawing boards and was like, okay, money markets work, but let's make them better. And we've come up with some great initiatives in that our interest rates are double dynamic meaning not only does the interest rate change as utilization does, so does the curve. And this is a mechanic that matches lenders and borrowers together at better rates uh, and targets better utilization. We have sub-account features, meaning users can open up multiple you know, cross-margin positions without risking the first or the next one. Um, we're, we've got more advanced features that we're, we're bringing to the table as well that we will be rolling out once we've you know, got the MVP to mainnet. And our team, like you said, we are highly experienced in DeFi now. You know, we learned a lot of important lessons in the Terra crash. And I think that's really valuable to go through this experience, see what's broken and learn from it. But our team as well, you know, we're, we're 
into chain are qualified. We've got experience in building blockchains. We've got a couple of PhDs behind us in simulation and physics. Uh, we've been in crypto for years in many different aspects. Um, I'm really happy with my team, honestly. It's one of the best experiences about building Neptune is I get to do it with these guys. And um, not only that, Keegan, but you mentioned that your, your, your team also consults or supports you know, several other projects that are quite exciting projects happening around uh, in Terra and Cosmos. And perhaps we can talk about that a bit later. But um, I also, based on you know, the, the innovative way you described Neptune, um, perhaps you could compare Neptune's sort of position you know, versus um, argue, arguably competitors or, as you say, potential partners with the other money markets in Cosmos, whether it's Yumi um, or, or Demix or these, these kind of protocols and how you see Neptune positioning itself. Sure, I can give a couple of comparisons. Uh, in the Terra ecosystem, I think the, the next biggest money market is the, um, the Cavern protocol. And the use case there is it's definitely better for the lenders than it is for the borrowers. Uh, right now, you can lend Axlar USDC at about 12%, I think, last I saw. Uh, and if you want to borrow, you have to use a staking derivative. But the catch to that is your yield on the staking derivative is sacrificed to the protocol. It's actually given out to the lenders. And this was a way to kind of replicate the effects of Anchor, but, you know, to make it a healthier Anchor. And I respect their design. Uh, but in, in comparison, in the Neptune implementation, um, when you use a staking derivative as collateral with us, you get to keep your yield. And that makes it a much better collateral in our, our system. So you come to us uh, with you know, staked Luna, so you call it AMP Luna. You're making, I think it's 22% on that right now. You use that as collateral, you borrow Luna from us, and then you could stake that into AMP Luna and loop your position and then just keep stacking that collateral yield. So that's one comparative there in the Terra ecosystem. Uh, if you look at maybe the next closest ones like UMI or Mars, uh, a couple features that we have that they don't, which is our sub-account feature, where, like I just said before, a user can create multiple cross-margin positions. So you can have one leverage position where you do, you're doing a long, you're using Lunar as collateral, you're borrowing USDC and you're investing that into something else. And you're planning not to close that position for a year. And then all of a sudden you see an opportunity in the market where maybe you want to short or you want to long uh, an asset for just a day, you want to day trade with it. Well, you can open up a completely separate um, margin account using the exact same wallet and be able to trade on that position without risking the other position that you're going long on. So this makes it far more composable for a user's strategy. It also makes it more composable for developers as well, because now you can design leverage investment platforms uh, that tap into Neptune and then you don't have to co-mingle all your assets. You've got this easy to use separation. Um, another separation feature, which is uh, a big piece of innovation for us and for money markets as well, is our, we're calling them PID controlled interest rates. And what this is, it's a reactive interest rate curve. So if you look at Aave, you look at Mars Protocol or UMI, uh, when you look at their lending rates, you see a graph of it, you'll see this linear curve in which uh, borrow rates are measured against. So if you're at you know, X utilization, call it 50% utilization, you can look at the graph and you can see what the interest rate will be. Uh, and that's a fixed curve. If that curve wants to get changed, uh, then that has to go through governance and governance has to update that code to change that curve. But with Neptune, 
our curve is actually a polynomial curve. So it's actually a curve shape that can change over time based on our market activity. So what Neptune does, if you know, we have so much uh, Luna being lent to us and not many people are borrowing it, well, then Neptune says, well, if we can reduce the borrow rates, it's going to incentivize more people to borrow. So it drops the rates, more borrowers come in, uh, and it keeps doing that until it hits an ideal utilization. And then it starts to increase the rates if we go beyond that ideal utilization. And it keeps doing this over again and again and again, just as much as the market moves, to always target this high capital efficiency. And what that means is lenders get a better rate because more of their assets are being used and generating yield for them. If you go look at, uh, say, Aave markets right now, you can see that a lot of the lent assets in there are barely being borrowed. Therefore, they have really low lending rates. But if what Neptune enables is this dynamic interest rate design matches borrowers and lenders at a better rate that they get to decide. It's this you know, sentiment of crypto and DeFi. It's like code is better and automating it is even better again. So we let code decide how the markets work. So just as a point of reference, um, in the past, Keegan, with Inca, um, how were those imbalances um, dealt with um, when they occurred with Anchor? Can you explain? The imbalances of uh, borrowing lending? Yeah, correct. Yeah, you were describing Neptune having an automated uh, yeah, function there. Yeah, in, Anchor was definitely more of a unique case, and there was definitely a big problem there in that there was way too many assets being lent and nowhere near enough being borrowed. And that was a big problem because you know, they were supplementing the interest rate uh, with tokens they were just pushing into the protocol, which kept up an artificial interest rate. Uh, but with no one borrowing them, these tokens weren't, this UST wasn't doing anything for the ecosystem. And that's where you know, Neptune V1 came into the, the picture. It was like, if we automate borrowing, then we can forward that liquidity into other uh, dApps and generate a yield. And that liquidity actually does a service for the ecosystem because now you've got deeper pools and you've got better launch pads. Um, so that's what we designed into Neptune as well, in that if we, this interest rate system um, allows and encourages for more borrowing. So you don't have all this locked up liquidity. Uh, borrowers are actually coming in, but they're, they're using the money elsewhere in the ecosystem. Can I just come back in on, on one thing you were talking about a little bit, I think, not to that response there, but the, the prior question. Um, and I can see Chubby is uh, requesting to come up. And then this is, um, I don't want to speak for Chubby, but one, one thing we sort of debate quite often, um, often in jest, but there's a lot of seriousness behind it, is um, a, a discussion of, of Luna itself. And, and some people joke about how Luna is now becoming a shit coin or a meme coin or whatever. Um, and, and Keegan said, uh, talking about stacking Luna yield. Now, stacking yield, that all sounds great. But like, if, if Neptune had been live six months ago and I was trying to stack Luna yield and I was ramming in some AMP Luna collateral and then borrowing Luna, staking that into Eris, or not staking, but liquid staking into Eris, get more AMP Luna, mm -hmm collateralize it, borrow more Luna, loop it round and try and stack my Luna yield. 
brilliant. I'm making more Luna. They're like Luna's tanking in in, in dollar value. So, I mean, is, is does Neptune do anything to sort of help the the Terra Luna ecosystem with regards to value of Luna? Yeah, that's actually a really great point. It's something we discuss a lot. And you mentioned the, mentioned the AMP Luna guys. Um, Eris Protocol actually does a lot for the Terra ecosystem. That you know they expand Cosmos wide. Something I really respect about them is their uh, arbitrage bot. They have an active arbitrage bot that arbitrages liquid staking derivatives. And, you know, this brings back yield to the public investor, but it helps keep staking derivatives on peg to what they should actually be claimable for. Um, and that's something that actually helps our risk tolerance in the Terra ecosystem. But to talk more about, you know, stacking Luna and generate more yields, but does that really help Luna? You're definitely right. That's not helping Luna itself. What Neptune will enable and what is actually better for Luna is the bottom line of what's generating yield for Luna is transactions on chain. And without a good DeFi ecosystem, without stuff to do, without NFT to, NFTs to buy, and other things to gen into, then no one's making, no one's paying fees on the chain. And that's what the original chain did best. You had this great DeFi ecosystem. There was lots of stuff to do that was always interesting to move money around and you're paying fees all the time. So with Neptune, what we're doing in two aspects is we're bringing more users into Terra just through the access to our DApp because there is features in Neptune which you can't get elsewhere. Therefore, you're going to come to Terra to get them. Additionally, what we're doing is by enabling Luna and its staking derivatives as a collateral, you are unlocking the value of Luna because now you can use it as collateral and borrow against it, which means you don't have to sell it. You can hold on to it for longer and be able to use its value as leverage into other things that you want to achieve. And that in combination with other DEXs and other lending protocols, um, that really helps the, the Luna value together. I mean, that was always the dream with Anchor, wasn't it? Hey, we'd never have to sell our Luna. Luna to a thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. M MB, do you want to come back in? I mean, I've, I've got more questions. I think we need to sort of get some people up if anyone wants to come up and ask a respectful question or respectful comment chubs um mb anything else before we bring some people up yeah look I'm, i may have some some more in a sec but look, i'm happy to bring up some some uh speakers like like chubs who i'm sure is gonna ask a great question i want to hear it absolutely chubby there is no racism in this space whatsoever no anti-chub racism so come on up let's keep it respectful please my friend Yo, Keegan, what's good? MB, Rebel, my G. Hey, good man. <laughs> One thing I was looking for, I was asking in the Punks Discord too. Uh, you mentioned, you know, things are growing. So, where are you seeing these stats? Where can I look at like daily active users on Terra, for example? Uh, we personally do a lot of our own research. We scrape nodes. Um, but some good resources is, uh, I'm blanking on their name right now. It's okay. It's run by JD. It's okay. When it comes back to you, I guess, maybe try and pin it or something. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about that. Also, 
What's your uh, definition of decentralization? Um, there's a few aspects of decentralization, definitely in the control of the protocol. Um, you know, this one is one I'm passionate about, not only in finance, but, you know, in social media or anything that is a public access good. Um, to be able to have a voice in how the algorithms work, I think that's an important part of decentralization. But also in how the, the money is used. Uh, like one of the things I really respect about DeFi was like the accessibility to the everyday man. Before that, you know, it was very much, you could only get into it if you had a lot of money to begin with. But now you can be a small guy in a big pond and have the same access and the same yields as the big guys. So those are two very important factors for me. Okay. And so a proof of stake chain to you uh, encompasses the decentralization values? Proof of stake definitely has its flaws, uh, especially in the Tendermint model, where you know, you've got this compromise in Tendermint where if you introduce more validators, you're slowing down the performance of the chain. Um, and Tendermint can definitely go through some iterations to make that better. I know there's been some proof of concepts with like a thousand validators. Um, but we've been consulting with the project for a while. I know MD, uh, you were curious about it. We're working with a project called the Cooperative Denom and we're helping them introduce some new standards for governance. It's definitely ideas we've been exploring. So proof of stake has its limitations. A lot of those are technical um, due to performance of the blockchain that you want to achieve. And you, you kind of see this in Ethereum a bit as well. It's going through some iterations where um, Ethereum is really about the decentralization, but that's at a compromise of the cost to use the chain. So we haven't found the perfect solution yet, but I would really love to see us move towards one. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering about the stats too. Everyone's talking about how this is growing, Terra's growing and shit, but no one's, no one's showing the number, which is... Yeah, I think we definitely need more dashboards. I always love a good public dashboard for it. Everyone loves a dash. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that as well, Chubb. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out where these stats are and then... Because it is, it's nice to be able to talk about hard numbers rather than just um, our own beliefs. I mean, because we can all have our own belief, but we can't all have our own facts. So let's um, um, find the facts and then discuss them. Yeah, any idea what's going on with Anchor, by the way, or is that just a glitch and the, the huge drop today? Uh, I'm not familiar with what's going on with Anchor. It's down like sixty percent. The token value. Yep. Uh, not sure what's going on there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just whale movement there. Okay, cool. Dude, that sounds like New York or something crazy. Oh, I don't know why this guy's honking at me. He probably faded that day or something. But yeah, good luck to you, man. <laughs> We're entering like a phase in the market, I guess, the next bull market too. With, I don't know, there might still be idiots out here, but uh, I think people are waking up to like the vaporware that's around us. And, you know, like the success of Luna and Cosmos just being like backed by VCs and they're running it back with Injective and all that stuff. So, I mean... Good luck to you if you could if you could extract some some money out out the community pool or do whatever you got to do to stack up. That's good, but yeah, I think Rebel Rebel knows how I feel about the Alphabet Luna. That's what I call it. But good luck, bro. Thanks. I appreciate the questions.
And yeah, I think you're right, definitely about the vaporware disappearing. It's something, um, you know, it's definitely a tough time to go through, especially for like old terra teams, but it is purging the market of, you know, businesses and models that really didn't make money or didn't offer value. And although that's hard to see them go, it's healthier for the ecosystem in the long run. Appreciate those words, Keegan. I mean, we're coming up to our hard stop here. Is there, is there any final words you would like to share about Neptune or MB? Anything you want to close with? I'd just like to say, um, just reiterate that our beta is live and we'd love for people to test it and give us feedback so we can make improvements. Uh, you can go to beta.nept.finance. Uh, you can access our faucet on our Discord to be able to get some tokens to use in the beta. Uh, and additionally, we have a proposal live on Terra, and we would appreciate a yes vote to help us get to mainnet in a safer and faster manner. Fantastic. Uh, last question. It's got to be like, so you're in beta just now, where well, we say beta in the UK, beta, yeah. if you're over the other side of the pond. When, when mainnet? Great question. Uh, like I said earlier and throughout this, is we're identifying all the risks and the tokens we can use. And one of the big ones is, uh, we're working with and we've been waiting for Noble to introduce um, USDC, uh, native USDC, because I very much believe once that's uh, enabled in Cosmos, it's kind of going to introduce a whole bunch of liquidity and it'll kind of sweep over all the wrapped variants. So instead of creating a tech debt and using a, a wrapped USDC version, we would like to see native. And we don't think that's far off. Awesome. So if I'm hearing you right, you would rather wait till that's out before the full launch yeah it's definitely safer and better to do awesome well with those thoughts of safety in DeFi, thank you very much keegan for being here thanks for stepping up with some cool questions chubs mb thanks for co-hosting everyone thanks for joining we appreciate your time and we will see you next time thanks very much thanks bye. guys bye thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was Neptune Finance, a new money market launching on Terra, hosted by Rebel DeFi with Orbital Command, recorded on Friday, May 26, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know you can find all the Orbital Command spaces over on OCSpaces.org? Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad, and these mugs out here robbing, you gonna love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning, and I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun, and then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets, you're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man. I keep Robo here, grinning near the ear, throwing up anarchy, smoking toilet trees, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geology, there's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary, all these little onion peels getting torn off and buried. Imagine the smell, that shit is a vital experience without knowing how you will not survive, period. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking trip, man. Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right, you're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death, like on a spaces of a life, you little troglodyte bastard. I hope you fucking listen, I hope you come to my house soon. I swear to God, man, I've got fucking loads of weapons and my dogs, man. Nick, you just a little rat, man, one. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. No, no, the wonder you're looking for a fucking job. You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking at the desk. Fuck off. <laughs>
try to change the course of the portion philosophy I'm just here for the corporation sponsored lobotomy Feels like I won the lottery, like I'm ghost in this pottery Chill, Demi, boy, this shit's supposed to be haunting If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle, you would try to train your muscle Air dropping like a fatal hustle, but the pay is bustin' Think of all the loss of crew, just to pick up off the truth Because I'm not figured, all those sub would make up for something I guess it just goes to show, the fuck do I know? At least it's quiet over here, I like my little silo It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteora jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We rapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relators Imagine the smell Five dollar wrench to your dark Vader it's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance that everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators are, we know, we know where they live, and we're, and we're going to their house with a wrench, a big wrench, and we will attack them with the wrench, and then we will take their validator home physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, and they have wrench and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. They are usually very fat and they're usually uh, in the shower with, you know, with trying to wash uh, their mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes. So it's very simple. We just walk in and we take it. But if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer, we, uh, we hit them with the wrench really, really hard. And then they say, stop. Don't do that again. And we say, that's okay. Just mm -hmm. give us your validator note. And then they give it to us and we drive it to China. Chinese spaces.